Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast where it's my mission to empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything they do. In this podcast, we're going to talk about dizziness. We're going to talk about the three functions or systems that our body uses to make sure that we are balanced and upright and not dizzy. We're going to talk about what happens when those systems are dysfunctional or impaired. And we're going to talk about how that relates to headaches and migraines. So first off, I know that if you are listening and you have headaches or migraines, the chances that you have dizziness might be might be slim. If you do experience dizziness, this is going to be a very helpful episode for you. If you don't, I would encourage you to keep listening because you'll probably uh, take some nuggets away from it in just better understanding dizziness, better understanding these different systems. And uh, usually all these systems are affected in pretty much every patient with a headache and migraine to some extent. It's just a matter of if you're dizzy or not, meaning if when you think back to our episode on on triggers and that threshold, if these systems are not if they're not impaired to the level of reaching that threshold or crossing that threshold, then you might not be dizzy. But again, they're likely um, impacted by this neck problem. So anyone with headaches and migraines should have this information, and especially if you have dizziness associated with your migraines. So let's jump into the three different systems our body uses. The first is our visual system. So visual system meaning your eyes, what you see, and how your eyes function and coordinate. So eye movements are coordinated, obviously controlled by the brain. And so you have this, uh, what's called convergence, where your eyes sort of focus in on an object, like if you're reading a book or, or looking at something that's maybe just, you know, six inches away from your face, your eyes have to converge. And then you have like eye tracking and uh, this smooth pursuit type movement. So your eyes should coordinate as you're tracking an object. So, and then there's also this, uh, what's called a saccade or a saccadic movement where your eyes will have to like jump quickly. If you're spinning around really fast, your eyes will want to jump quickly to try to track an object. And tracking objects allows us to um, move and spin without getting dizzy. And so your visual system functioning well is going to keep your body happy. It's going to keep you upright. It's going to provide your brain with a sensory input that allows our different systems to function. So if your visual system is uh, impaired or off in some sense, that can play into dizziness. Now, it's it's a little bit more than just wearing glasses. Like I said, it's more coordinated eye movements. But if you, if you do have poor vision, uh, that can be a part of it as well. So just to be aware, the, the first system is the visual system. The second system, which is the most... Well, its its only function is really for balance, coordinated uh, movements of the head on the body, that type of thing. And this is the vestibular system. So the vestibular system is really interesting. It's made up of three kind of fluid-filled canals that respond to movements, uh, respond to rotation, looking up and down, side to side. So there's these three canals that are actually responding uh, to all of the movements that our head goes through. And, and then it's responding to gravity as well. And so the fluid within these tubes is is interacting differently than, so if you think of an inner tube with fluid in it, if you rotate that inner tube quickly, the water will have this sort of delayed effect. And so there's hair-like structures within those tubes that actually send a signal to the brain. And so the brain can receive that input. Now, the reason that that would be faulty 
is, well, the most common reason it would be faulty is when there's uh, this little crystal called otoconia, and basically it will become dislodged from its original position or function, and it'll kind of find its place in a different spot in that canal, and it'll disrupt that fluid flow. And as it disrupts the flow of fluid, um, it'll send a signal like you're like you're spinning, and uh, that's when people get this severe dizziness where they have to like hold on. Um, and that's called BPPV, benign paroxysmal positional vertigo. It's gravity dependent. It has to do with head turns and it's an intense dizziness that usually lasts less than 60 seconds. Usually it's 15 to 30 seconds, something like that. So that's the vestibular system. And its primary function is to keep us upright, balanced, that sort of thing. Our third system that we use is called our proprioceptive system. This one's maybe a little bit harder to understand, but basically our muscles are constantly giving feedback to our brain uh, as far as how contract or relaxed or stretched or overstretched, what the state of the muscle is. And then our brain is able to use that input to know where our limbs or our body is in relationship to space. That's why you don't have to look at your hand or your arm when you reach in the back seat of your car. That's why you don't have to look at your feet every time you take a step down the road. It's because our proprioceptive system, basically our muscles, uh, are telling our brain what state they're in and our brain uses that information to know where our body is in relationship to space. Now, this system, the proprioceptive system, comes into play with headaches and migraines and the neck problem we've talked about. So the, the neck issue, this restricted movement, affects the muscles. So when your upper cervical spine, when your neck is trying to move, when, when these joints are trying to move but they don't, the joint itself is stuck, the muscles are attempting they're, they're pulling, they're trying to get this joint to move, but it's not happening. And so the muscle is uh, fatiguing, it develops a trigger point. And so part of it is this, this muscle, the signal from the muscle itself can be sort of faulty or, or dysfunctional because of just this tension and lack of movement. The other thing that can happen is because those joints are stuck, your head can kind of tilt one way or the other or sit on your neck in kind of a, a slightly off position, maybe a few degrees to the right, a few degrees to the left, something like that. And so if your head is sitting on your neck, it just tilted a couple degrees off, your visual system is going to try to put everything on this horizontal plane. And, and so your visual system has to work harder to adjust your eyes so that everything's on this horizontal plane if your head's always tilted. And so your visual system then has this increased stress through it because those little eyeball muscles are having to work really hard. And so both those systems are stressed out and that can lead to dizziness. So the neck itself, that tension in the neck is going to result or can result in what's called cervicogenic dizziness. Now this is again overlooked, kind of misunderstood, but basically it's a dizziness that comes from the neck. So if these neck restrictions are here, if you have lost mobility in the neck and you're dizzy, and especially this low-grade dizziness throughout the day, it should be evaluated and treated. The neck should be evaluated and treated for what's called cervicogenic dizziness. Now with that, and with um, headache and migraine patients, it's, it's also important to understand the connection between the neck and the visual system because you're your vision can, uh, and, and those eye muscles straining can be a source of pain. And so addressing the neck, addressing the visual system are, are two things that need to come into play here. Now, 
a good physical therapist, like I've talked about on my podcast or what I do in the clinic, I, I can address to some extent the visual system, but really this needs to be a good optometrist and typically someone that understands the importance of convergence and can potentially take a patient through what's called vision rehab. And so it's not every optometrist that will do this, but usually you'll find, you know, three or four in any major city that will have this sort of specialty. There's actually one in Colorado Springs that does, that. this is all he does is, is vision rehab, is making sure the eyes are functioning the way they should, they coordinate, um, that sort of thing. So there we have cervicogenic dizziness, so that's dizziness related to the neck. And then we have the visual system that can be affected by that. Now, the visual system can be affected by other things as well. And sometimes this is uh, caught in in kids when they're trying to read and uh, maybe reading is fatiguing for their eyes. And so they naturally don't want to read. And uh, there's other applications or ways that this will present itself. But I would say it's important to have your child check at an early age for vision dysfunction, because not only can it impede in their ability to learn, but it can increase uh, the amount of tension through those eyeball muscles, potentially triggering headaches at some point, and then also could be a source of dizziness. Now, again, the source of dizziness or the type of dizziness that typically presents is this low-grade dizziness throughout the day. And that's where I usually think, okay, is it is it vision-related? Is it neck-related? Especially if you're reading a book, if you're trying to focus in on an object, even having a conversation where you're talking just a couple feet away from someone and your eyes seem to be strained and that seems to increase the tension in your head or increase your dizziness. So something to think about. That uh, vestibular system, there's a couple different types of dizziness that can come about from the vestibular system. This is probably the most common scenario when someone has dizziness is that their vestibular system is not functioning like it should. And the most common diagnosis associated with the vestibular system is uh, what's called BPPV. So that BPPV is basically what's happening is there's a little crystal within these semicircular canals or these tubes that um, is disrupting the flow of fluid. Now, the posterior canal, so there's, there's three of them, remember. One of them is called the posterior canal. That posterior canal is the most commonly seen canal for BPPV. And then there's the anterior canal and the horizontal canal. The posterior canal, that type of dizziness is going to be a really intense dizziness, like hold on, um, make sure you don't fall over type of dizziness, and it usually lasts for less than 60 seconds. And then the horizontal canal, if there's a uh, disruption, that flow of fluid in the horizontal canal, what's going to happen is this, again, this sort of low-grade dizziness throughout the day. The horizontal canal is harder to diagnose because typically the the testing is a little bit trickier to flush out the horizontal canal. And then, of course, there's the anterior canal, which typically, again, is this uh, real severe dizziness that lasts less than a minute. And that can be treated with these sort of gravity-dependent exercises and evaluated uh, relatively easily if it's an inner ear problem. If it's a neck problem, the neck needs to be addressed just like I do headaches and migraines. And then, of course, the visual system needs to be looked at as well. And so headaches and migraines can be very complicated because these three systems are kind of all affected. And especially if you have dizziness, this needs to be something that you have evaluated and treated properly. 
So I hope this helps. Again, not just people with what would be vestibular migraines or dizziness with their migraines, but anyone with headaches and migraines needs to understand these three systems and how they interact. Again, this is the Headache Doctor podcast, where it's my mission to empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything they do. And I want you to book a free discovery visit if you're in Colorado Springs and continue listening, share it, please review it as well. It kind of helps us reach more people and continue to spread the word. We appreciate all those who listen. Take care.